Welcome to OVS Orbit, the podcast for Open vSwitch users and developers. This is episode 36. This is episode number five of several episodes recorded from talks at the Open Source Day for Open vSwitch, which was held at the OpenStack Summit in Boston on May 10th. This particular talk was presented by Han Zhao from eBay. Han works on scalable and reliable SDN solutions for eBay's cloud infrastructure. He is an active contributor in OpenStack, Open vSwitch, and OVN. In this talk, he presents an approach used by eBay to combine OVN with Kubernetes to meet the scalability and availability goal in a large-scale production environment. On to the talk. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Ham from eBay. Today, I'm going to share with you uh, a solution we're using uh, eBay to integrate OVN and in our production environment, and how we improve that to uh, meet uh, special scalability requirements. So first of all, why OVN? So eBay has been using uh, OVS for many years. It's running pretty well. It's stable, and its uh, performance is very good, and uh, provides the flexibility to program the uh, cloud network. And OVN just makes it greater because it provides the abstraction and you, you don't have to manipulate the uh, open flow rules. It just uh, OVN Northbound DB provides very abstraction so that you can uh, program OVS in an easier way. And uh, this community is awesome. So obviously this, uh, this OVS community uh, has the best knowledge of how to program OVS in the, in the best way. But OVN has its own challenges. So, uh, as we know, OVN is uh, fully distributed. Uh, not, uh, it's uh, uh, moving from uh, centralized uh, architecture to a distributed architecture. Uh, it's a very good improvement compared to the uh, first generations of SDN solutions, but it's not yet fully distributed. So uh, the first thing is uh, NOSD, which is responsible for uh, compute according to the data in NOSBAN DB and translate into the logic flows and store it into southbound database. Uh, when the northbound database becomes uh, bigger and bigger, uh, the, your logic objects is bigger and bigger in a large scale environment, it will be uh, very hard to not, for, for us to scale because it takes much longer time to complete all the logic flows uh, for any change in the northbound DB. So the idea is can we uh, dispute NOSD that's the first question. And secondly, uh, another choke point might be the southbound DB when the, because it's connecting to all the hypervisors uh, with OVS DB protocol. So when the number of hypers, hypervisors increases, uh, maybe not problem with, within 1,000, but in eBay's uh, scaling requirement, we need a thousand, multiple thousand at least. So, in, the, in that case, southbound DB becomes a problem because currently it's not even uh, multi-threading and there's no clustering support yet. So there's an ongoing effort in the, in the community that uh, make it to, be, to support clustering, uh, but it's not there just today. And uh, this is uh, just, uh, if you think about it, it's just very, uh, it's not a new problem. It's just a disappeared state management problem. And there are some existing solutions. So uh, uh, for eBay, we are trying to look at those solutions. So it's come, come out the idea of Baker. So the first thing we do is moving the centralized NOSD to hypervisors instead of the centralized part. 
So make it fully uh, distributed. Each NOS D on the hypervisor only computes flows for the local hypervisor. And secondly, we replace the, uh, not replace, but also moving the NOS bound uh, OSDB to the hypervisor and replace the centralized part with the clustering so solution. The clustering solution uh, that is provided by Google's Kubernetes framework. So that's open source and it's there, it's designed to, designed for scale and it's backed by uh, ETCD. Uh, the Baker API server itself is a, a cluster. It can be scaled out, uh, provides a cache for the ETCD data store. So with this, we get the clustering for free and uh, the, the design goal of the, or it is the, the released data from, from Kubernetes communities that in 1.6 they, they support already 5,000 nodes. So it's very good for our use case. And another thing is we implement our distributed uh, agents running on each hypervisor, which is responsible for watching the changes in the centralized cluster uh, through RESPA API. That's a new, new approach that's uh, uh, watch. So any change in centralized part can be watched and then translated to the uh, data uh, over in northbound DB data schema that uh, NOSD can process. So uh, the, the name Baker uh, is named because actually it's manipulating multiple ovens. So, but this, this is not the end of the story. Uh, if you think about it, uh, NOSD and oven controller are both distributed now. But uh, they actually, they need to process the data that's related to the local hypervisor. Uh, but what does that mean? So in terms of overlay, uh, if you can uh, consider this problem, uh, overlay means the logical identity and physical identity is separated. So uh, for given any given hypervisor, uh, for the VM running it to be able to connect into other VMs remotely, uh, you need to actually process the states, the mapping states on that hypervisor for all the connected VMs. Uh, connected means not only just connected by logic switches, but also it means if it's connected by, it can be indirectly connected through logic switches and through logic routers. In ex extreme case, if, uh, if, if you think about uh, all the work nodes in the data center is connected by logic switches, and by notch routers, it just becomes uh, everyone talks to everyone else. Every hypervisor would need to compute the whole state of the whole data center. That, that doesn't scale. Uh, that's the extreme case, but in, in our use case, actually, it's uh, some kind of similar problem because uh, in eBay, it's a private cloud. We don't have that many number of tenants, and, but in each tenant, we have a very big zone. So, uh, it's different from the problem of public cloud. So the overlay approach might be okay, might be scalable for public cloud because in public cloud there are a large number of tenants. Each tenants will have a very limited number of uh, workloads. So this is a sort of special uh, problem for, for large scale private cloud. So we're asking, uh, are we solving, actually solving the right problem because uh, to maintain the states of the logic to physical mapping, actually we are trying to get the connectivity between VMs. Actually, this connectivity is not a problem if we don't use overlay. 
because the infrastructure already provides the connectivity. Uh, if, you, if you have a multiple IP address, you got the connectivity. What we really want to do is actually segmentation. So with overlay, you have the isolation between different tenants. Uh, but the question is, do we really need to do layer two segmentation? Uh, can we do just layer three? So uh, for layer three, it means actually just address that. So with SEL or ECHO uh, provided by OVM or uh, security group pro provided by uh, Neutron, uh, the philosophy is default in line and whitelist access. And the flexibility provided by uh, overlay, uh, one of them is uh, IP efficiency. So you don't have to worry about your IP address, but this can be achieved by IPAM. And with a good IPAM in the cloud, you can uh, make your addresses summarizable. For example, if you have a big zone, but uh, this big zone has uh, only limited number of subnets, so uh, it's end up with very limited number of addresses in the address set. So it's a much smaller scale problem than the uh, overlay state uh, mapping. So our conclusion is that we, we just use it uh, in a flat network and we still use the many very useful features uh, provided by OVN that we can program OVS, program uh, the port security, our proxy, and SEO, uh, which is the most important thing to uh, enforce the security. And, but we don't use overlay. Uh, the key point is that we use the local net port to connect to physical network directly from hypervisor. And uh, the, the data to be processed by each hypervisor, now it becomes uh, much smaller because it only depends on the size of the address set that's used by the SLs that applies to the port on the hypervisor. And here's a, uh, here is our Baker data model. Uh, it's basically very similar to the northbound DB schema. Uh, with some minor uh, minor changes to fit our use case uh, because we don't use overlay. Um, it doesn't mean we cannot use overlay. So for, for small-scale environment, if layer two segmentation is really needed, we can still put that uh, object back to the baker and the baker solution can still support overlay. Uh, the difference is that uh, NOS-D is not uh, any and more centralized, and we got uh, clustering support uh, with the Kubernetes framework. That's the major difference. But we, uh, of course, we, we hope that uh, the, the effort ongoing in OVSDB clustering is, is going well, and then we get uh, uh, even uh, more options. We can compare which one is better, and that's, that would be a good thing, I think. And for, because we, we use the Baker API server, so we need a new plugin, so we, we implement our Neutron plugin so that the Neutron plugin can talk to the uh, Baker API server using the REST API interface. And we did some minor extensions so that we can uh, use the SEO more, uh, better su support eBay's use case. Uh, now I'm going to talk about uh, uh, scalability testing uh, in this scalability testing environment, we did end-to-end, uh, uh, -end, so it starts the testing from Neutron API core. Uh, and last year, we shared uh, in Austin Summit, uh, we did uh, scalability testing uh, for pure OVN, which is not including Neutron. But that's, uh, the, the, the environment is similar here. 
the difference is only we involved the neutron. Uh, we're still simulating using this open sandbox, and uh, sandbox added a new component that's a Baker agent we, we introduced. Uh, we simulate the environment using 10 parameters, and with, uh, each with uh, one, 100 uh, sandbox hypervisors running, and so we got 1,000 hypervisors in testing environment. In the beginning, we were done testing parallel. So uh, we use, for each node, each component, we, we only use one instance, and we use a single client to test, uh, to simplify the result. So if we go parallel, the result will be uh, much better, but uh, uh, we start with a single client test. So with a single client test, uh, we found that what matters uh, here is the size of address set. So different size of address set will impact the result. Uh, address set in, in neutron terminology actually is the security group here. So uh, we use the, uh, we, we try different tests uh, set up. One is the no secure group, one is the secure group with 1K ports, and one is uh, 2K, and in extreme, extreme cases, uh, 10K. So 10K uh, ports belong, all belong to the same secure group, which means that same address that we, we will have uh, 10K ports. So in, in, the, in the case when every, all the ports belong to one single secure group, uh, the test result is much worse than the, uh, when we have average uh, 1K port size uh, secure group. So when we have, uh, so usually application size is, uh, will not be that big. So uh, 1K is good enough for uh, base use case. So in that case, it's uh, about three ports per second, which is a good result. And uh, uh, what's more interesting might be uh, the latency. So in last year testing in OVN, we, we didn't even test the, we, we didn't even have tools to test the end-to-end -end latency. The end-to-end -end latency means uh, start from neutron port creation and uh, to the point when the, uh, all the flows are enforced in OVS for the ports that's created. So if you consider this, uh, one of the good tools to support latency tests is uh, actually added this year by Ben, and that the feature is called uh, uh, wait. So uh, with the second command, we can wait the hypervisor to enforce all the flows uh, that that's corresponding to an outbound DB snapshot. Uh, so wait until the port is up in outbound DB is not enough because that only means the port bending is successful but, but actually it takes much longer time for the port binding, port, port binding to be processed and the flows to be programmed in OVS. That last step actually takes the longest time. So in this end-to-end -end test, uh, the result is uh, very good. We use the average, we, we use a, a 1K, 1K size security group to test. And for the 1K size address that actually turns out to be uh, 30K OVS flows on that single OVS port. So this takes only two seconds end to end. But this is uh, achieved with some effort. So in the beginning, before doing any improvement, we found out that uh, there's a, a huge bottleneck actually in OVN controller. 
uh, we did the extreme testing with the 10K size secure group, and we just restart the OVN controller on hypervisor, which has a 10K, uh, which has just 10 ports locally on the hypervisor. So it took about 50 minutes to enforce all the flows for that uh, 10 ports. Uh, and then we had some debugging from the bottleneck. Uh, we, we just did the improvement and turns, turns out to be just 16 seconds after improvement. So this is a huge difference. And this, uh, this improvement already been uh, merged to upstream. So thanks, thanks Ben for review and merge it. That's a very good result. And we have some other lessons learned. Uh, one of them is uh, postbound ACL expanding from neutron to hypervisor. So this problem is introduced uh, just because of Baker architecture, because uh, we have one more hop. So it's in the beginning, we just uh, uh, use the uh, same approach as a networking OVN plugin to expand SALs uh, in a neutron plugin. But this turns out to be a uh, very huge uh, cost between neutron and Baker because uh, for one pod binding, uh, security group binding, there, there will be a large number of API calls and uh, Baker will say, store many redundant data. So we postpone this this uh, calculation in the hypervisor itself, so that uh, the ACL need to be expanded for ports, only, only for the local ports that's on that hypervisor. And in, in Baker API uh, object model, we just store the secure group as it uh, in, in, in Neutron. And uh, finally, uh, a lesson learned is uh, using protobuf instead of JSON RPC. Uh, I mentioned that uh, address set size matters for the, even for the throughput test because uh, we, for, for address set update, we, we always pass it, passing the full address, uh, addresses in the address set from Neutron to Baker. And also from Baker API server to the uh, Baker agent communication, they are always, there's no mechanism in Kubernetes API server framework that you can only uh, watch for data in the in a list in, in a, a Kubernetes API server object property. So there's always full address that uh, uh, passing anywhere, everywhere. So using probuf uh, reduces uh, encoding and decoding uh, cost uh, much. Okay, this is um, uh, my introduction and if you have any questions, please ask. My AC is a slide with your benchmarking results again. Okay. The number of seconds is uh, how much time it takes to find the ports, uh, how many ports? Oh, this, is a, this is a throughput test, this is a latency test. So in, in throughput test, we just uh, keep creating ports uh, as, far, as fast as possible with one client. So uh, the, in the graph, uh, each column is uh, the time spent to creating 1,000 ports on one bare metal, because on one bare metal we have uh, uh, 100 simulated hypervisors, and each hypervisor has 10 ports, so it's uh, 1,000 in each column. So, so uh, the three ports per second is taken from the rightmost uh, column uh, of the size 1K, security group 1K, so it's a red color. Uh, it took about 300, uh, 323 seconds, so 
divided by 1,000, so it's uh, in, in other way. So 1,000 ports divided by 300 minutes, uh, 300 seconds. So it's three, averagely three ports per second. Okay, uh, could you comment on the specification of the bare, bare metal service you run this test? How many? Uh, I don't have the details here, but it's standard SQ in, in eBay's uh, production RAM. It's, uh, there's uh, four, 40 cores. That's what I remember. But the memory, I'm not sure. So maybe okay. <laughs> another guy mentioned 64. But that's not a point of this testing because uh, it's anyway just to. Uh, simulate the uh, number of hypervisors to create the, the, the traffic, uh, the, the control plane traffic. But uh, latency test, we use a separate bare metal. That's, uh, this, this result is not uh, uh, got from that simulated hypervisors in, in those um, bare metals with 100 hypervisors. Just we, we got a, a free hypervisor, a free, free bare metal, and then just run two hypervisors there so that it can get enough CPU and we can get accurate real latency. Uh, can you tell a little bit about the neutron plugin? Um, is it the same Mac, uh, OV and mechanical um, Mac driver which is being used? Uh, no, uh, actually, so we, we use a new Baker uh, uh, API server, so we have to use a new plugin. So we implement the, but many logic actually is very similar to the OV and plugin, neutron OV plugin. I think uh, I, I'm over time, so we have another uh, half of a session. So if you have any questions, you can ask me anyway. OBS Orbit is edited and produced by Ben Pfaff using Audacity audio editing software and released under the Creative Commons unported 3.0 license. The intro and bumper music in this episode is excerpted from Electro Deluxe by My Free Mickey and the outro from Girls Like You by Stefan Kartenberg, both under the Creative Commons attribution unported 3.0 license. For more episodes of OVS Orbit, visit ovsorbit.org, or for more information about OpenVSwitch, visit openvswitch.org.